it was long enough ago that the antenna is still on one of the top of the towers of the church. It went by antenna, shot back out to Hartford. So that's the thing of it. If every once in a while, if we'd get a storm or the wind, it would actually turn it, and then they wouldn't get the thing. So then, oh, hey, you guys, you know, we're not getting the broadcast. Well, and we'd go up and... Somebody have to go up and literally up and turn a, the... You have yeah. to go up on top of the, the tower yeah, and, and turn the yeah, and turn turn the, the antenna. antenna. So, I mean, you're talking, <laughs> you know, probably eight, awesome. 20, 25 years ago at least. Welcome to Christ in All Things, a conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a Bible verse, Colossians 1.17, which says, Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ in All Things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ. And these conversations, they are an invitation. Because as you'll hear, and as much as we enjoy having them, Digital media operates from a distance, and that is not what's best for us, with God, or with one another. So, thanks for listening. And if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in the life that finds its epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Hello, and welcome to Christ in All Things. I am Pastor Lance O'Donnell, your host. And I'm Pastor Jason Schockman, also a host. And there you have it. And we are we have a special guest with us today, uh, another St. Paul's legend, the one, the only Gary Flanagan. Delighted to have you with us. Nice with us. to be here. Nice to be here. So, Gary, we, we have a, a, a couple key, key questions that we ask when we do an interview. Um, this, is, this has been on our radar from the very get-go uh, because you are kind of a legend here. And uh, we'll talk more about that as we get in. But what what does your name mean? So your your name is Gary. What's the middle name again? Gary Michael. And so what do you know? What Gary means? Not not really. Okay. So I think Pastor Shackman's got it figured. Gary. I, I and I know this because my father's name is Gary. Right. Gary is from the Hebrew spear. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Not bad. Right. And do, you my, know, do you know the Hebrew word? I don't know the Hebrew word. Gar. Oh, it's gar? Yeah. Oh, gar. Yeah. Gar. <laughs> okay. Um, I, th- I think. I've okay. been wrong before. Okay. Uh, the middle name, Michael, means who is like God. It's a Hebrew question. Mikael. Who is like God. So your name is a spear who is like God. Flanagan. Flanagan. <laughs> nice. So is there is there a story behind your name, how you got those two, Gary Michael? No, not that I can recall. Um, I did a little bit of research on it, and Gary was a big name for people in the mid-1950s. And, uh, and you were born what year? 55. Okay. So that, that would hit the right spot there. But from uh, mom and dad, there was really no specific reason why that I came up with that. Okay. So you don't, you don't remember a story for Gary or for Michael? No. Nothing wrong with that. And, uh, grandpas or stuff like that. Um, there's no middle name that associates with any of that either. So, okay. It's just with by, I think what they looked at through the book that time. Yeah. So a spear who is like God. 
That's such a cool name. <laughs> and, and and according to some, the last name means General Armory. Do you know where the family's from in Ireland? Not not exactly. We do have documentation at home from a history. Um, we did have some coils and doils and stuff or families that were out in the Mapleton area along with some other Flanagans. Yeah, your your mom's a German girl, right? Yeah, she was a, a Schuster. Yeah, okay. All right. F- Flanagan family motto? I have fought and conquered. <laughs> nice. Says the spear who is like, like God. God. <laughs> the spear is like God. <laughs> awesome. Well, Gary, I would venture to say there's probably, there. There's uh, here's my application of that, right? Uh, there's probably not a pipe, wire, or switch in this building that you haven't had your hands on at some point. That, I would say, is pretty much well correct. Okay. So, <laughs> but but on, the, on the other hand, let, so let, let's not give the listener the impression. If you don't know Gary, I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't look at look at him. I mean, that name sounds like special ops guy. Um, and he, you know, if he's a special ops guy, it's not because he's trying to hurt people. It's because he's rushing in to fix things and helping make things go right. And so, pipes, wires, and switches—all those things that make the building work the way it should. Gary's one of the guys that knows all of them and has probably worked on all of them over the course of how many years in this congregation. Well, I was baptized here and raised here, so I'll be 67. So so probably 60 years of flipping switches and pulling wires and banging on pipes. Yeah, I would say, because uh, I know we can further get into it, but at age five, we were out raking the grass, planting the grass seed after the school was done with my dad and um, Uncle Bob Thurl, and we got pictures of that. Oh, that, yeah. Now, this this was built... The right the 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 new school edition was built in what sixty one sixty one yeah we started here in in sixty one and I was actually the one of the first in the first grade first grade class to go the whole eight years wow that's so, cool you are a legend so we'll we will co- we'll come back and talk yep. more about that but um, getting to know you one of the questions. One of the other questions, we asked you about your name, of course. One of the other questions we ask you is, you know, what are the top three to five things that formed you as a human being? So what do you, what do you have? This is going to be really interesting. What do you have at the top of your list? Uh, for forming it, the, what came to mind first was my, was my dad. Okay. Um, he, he had challenges earlier in life. And he was over in the war, and when he came back, and by the war you mean World War Two? Yeah, he was in uh, New Guinea uh, from forty-two to forty-five. Oh wow! So he was over there, and then he came back, and of course he, like the uh, neighbor lady down the road, which was my ma, <laughs> so, um, end up getting married, and there was or is a eight years difference in their, in their ages. The bigger part of it though, was my dad's family was strictly Catholic. Yes. And my mom was strictly Lutheran. Oh, that's a mixed marriage. Yeah. So, so what happened? Yeah. Well, cause here you are. Yeah, here I am. Um, the eight year difference 
that point I was always told wasn't that big of a thing. But uh, my dad asked Ma or mom to be married in that, and everything went well for that, except none of the family of my dad, his mother, his father, his brothers, his sisters, nobody showed up for the wedding. Oh, my. Yeah. And uh, they kind they basically disowned them for many years. And, in fact, the day he was or they were getting married here, they were having a Catholic mass at the farm for the rest of the family. So yeah, that's how he started out, um, kind of, I think, which led him to his work ethics and further on in life. So he, by, by the choice of marrying the Lutheran girl, Mabel Schuster, mm-hmm. um, Gary really almost in a, in a way kind of heads out as a homesteader. I mean, almost in like old Western American fashion, because at least in for the first time being, I'm hearing from you lost family support. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. What, and what, what did your dad do as a trade uh, when he came back? Uh, he worked at Carnation. Did he? Can okay. plant here and he worked there his whole life. So when he retired, he had uh, 45 years there wow. at, one, you know, Carnation is only place of employment. What did he do there? Uh, machine adjuster in the can department. Um, did all the, if something was broke down or if they got a setup for different size cans and stuff like that, he did all the, all the maintenance on that stuff. So he, uh, yeah. And he worked split shifts or one morning, uh, mom would have to get up and take him to work at five thirty. Because they only had one car. Sure. And then pick him up at 2.30 for that week. Then the next week, she'd have to take him in at 2.30 and pick him up at uh, 11.30 that night. And they did that for years. Now, what's the, now, how many, remind me how many children in your family? In, there was us four boys. Four boys. Yeah, Wayne is the oldest. He lives in Wausau. Gene is out in Arizona. Myself and then Daryl, he's in uh, Ashapin. And so you said number, you know, we, again, we asked you, what are the top three to five things that formed you as a human being? You said your dad and, and by the, by the conversation here, your dad's decision to marry this Lutheran girl, um, which got him at least for a good while kind of exiled from his family and for, and you, you started to say, that kind of forced him to be more, What? how did you put it? Uh, more independent, and I could always remember him saying, if you're going to do something, you do it and get it done, you know. So that's that was his, his Boy, that philosophy. Has, that hasn't carried with you at all, <laughs> has it? <laughs> so I really think that, you know, that was one of the yeah. things that stuck with me that we do it in. Like I said, he worked there an eight-hour shift, and then he would come home after work, and then he had a rototiller or lawnmowers, and he would go rototiller 150 people's gardens. Wow. Oh, that. so that's how he made a little money on the yeah. side? by. and then we would have to ride, go along, and then we'd roll it up in the trunk of the car, up on some planks, and then he'd rototill, and then I'd sit there and kick dirt around, and then it's time to go. We'd load it back up and go to the next one, so. Um, and you started when you were a little boy riding along and doing oh, that. Oh, yeah. 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 
And you said, now, if I recall rightly, fairly active here at St. Paul's, right? Yes. Your dad? Yeah. Remind me his name. Uh, Joseph. That's right. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, when all the building projects were going on, I mean, they were, he was more like I am, the outside guy and, and doing things. You know, we had a new school, so there was plenty of landscaping and stuff to do. And, and then uh, even before the new school went, we always had paper drives and we had Next to the north side of the school here, there was a house that had a garage that we stored papers and then one on uh, Silver Lake Street. All right, forgive me. What's a paper drive? We would go in and people would bring all their newspapers, fill them all in, and then they'd send a semi. And then we'd go down on Saturday mornings, different people from the church, and we'd load them up and they'd haul them away and we'd maybe get our $60 or $70. So and, basically recycling newspapers. Yeah, recycling newspapers and and that and a lot of the money then went what they used to call the youth group was the Walther League. Sure. Ah. So, but I can remember doing that with, you know, we were just very young going along with, you know, with the people from different people from church. So, so the, so the number one thing on your list of things that formed you is your dad and that, that kind of faithful independence. Hard wor- hardworking. Yeah. So what's what's number two? Well, keeping it with the the family plan, it was uh, Mabel or our ma, but she was the Christian spiritual part of the uh-huh. association. Sure, you know. So tell us about it. That well, things I can remember is Sunday mornings. You get up, you make sure you're all cleaned up from your, you know your Saturday night baths and stuff, and get dressed and put on a suit and a tie and then you'd come to church and, and be here about 10, 15 minutes ahead of time, get the same pew always. Where did your family sit? Center left about seven rows down. So on the, on the lectern side? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Down there. So we, we did that and, uh, helped out as we got older, we helped out with ushering and stuff like that. And, and then we, We'd go back home, and then we'd have our Sunday breakfast and talk about what was said at church and like that. And so then Ma would do that. And then Mondays when you would come to school, when you have your religion class, you know, you had religion class right away, and you had your opening prayers, and then the teacher would ask you who went to church, and you said yes, and then who went and did this, and you say yes, and and that was that was the whole time the the church attendance was a big part of it. And then Wednesdays we would have our chapel service here. And then uh, even, you know, if it was Lent or Advent or whatever special, we would go to that. So, but then Ma would always, that was her, her thing to make sure. And when we were at home, say your memory work to me before you go to bed. So you aren't doing it in the morning. And so, uh, she was, that was, that was her, her per se of things. And same way with the, uh, another, she was volunteering also. I mean, from room mothers to helping in the kitchen to in the church, the ladies aid, to stuff like that. So, um, between the two of them, we were, we were whipped in line pretty good. Pastor, Pastor Shackman, you would have now you, your, your father died. Remember what year? Uh, 2012. 
Because I don't, I don't, that must, that must have been before, because I arrived in 2012. I don't remember him. That must have been before my arrival. He died in September. Just before, yeah, just before I got here or just before I started. Because the first funeral I remember was um, uh, Stella Tesh. Oh, okay. It was before I was installed. But um, Pastor Shackman, you would, you would have, you would have loved, I mean, you would have loved Mabel Flanagan, who, who was there and working. And even when she got frail, I mean, like the kind of people that, you know, folks, if you're listening, you know, Pastor Shockman and I don't have an option, right? We we don't show up on Sunday. We lose our jobs. Well, <laughs> right. But we also love it. Yeah, this is true. We, I mean, we also love it. And it is, it's, it's an incredible encouragement to us to see people and be around people who make worship our priority. Yeah. And the folks who week in and week out are there to hear the word, to receive the gifts and and rejoice in it. I mean, we rejoice at everybody who, everybody who comes, but you know, Absolutely. The, I mean, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to diminish the, you know, part-time stuff, but you know, that Mabel Flanagan was there, you know, this was absolutely a priority mm. for her in even, even her, even in her frailty, wasn't she awesome? Yeah, in the end, yeah. I mean, even trying to get what she wanted to get here, we tried to get her up, and sometimes she was too proud to come in the wheelchair Yeah, and bring her up through the elevator, and, oh, you know, <laughs> once we we got her into it, then, yeah, she would end mornings or something that I would call her Saturday night saying, you know, want me to pick you up? Uh, no, maybe, you know, I'm not feeling real well. And so then Sunday morning I went, go pick her up. And then I get the phone call. Well, where were you? You didn't, right. come, you didn't come and get me. Because so. you listened instead of doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the other hand too, sometimes you'd get there and then it wouldn't work out. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, she, but it probably meant the world to her that you came. Oh yeah. Even if she wasn't able to go. Right. And then we would have it on, on the radio and stuff yeah. like that. And then. And we've, we've been, sorry, we've been doing this radio broadcast out of St. Paul's with our worship service live at eight o'clock on Sunday morning for how long? Oh, I, it's been a long time. I, so while Gary, while 20, Gary tries to figure that out, but it's, it's on WTKM out of Hartford. It's on at eight o'clock Wisconsin time. And you can, if you're listening and you want to listen, if you'd like to listen on the radio, you can go to WTKM.com and, and, lis, and listen there. From anywhere. From anywhere. You don't have to be in Heartland. Hartford. Hartford. Yeah. yeah that's a different state, town. That's where the station is located. Get myself in trouble. Yeah. For, for dating the years on it, you know, I can't recall exactly the amount, but it was long enough ago that the antenna is still on one of the top of the towers of the church. It went by antenna shot back out to Hartford. So, and, and now as I understand it, that antenna that's still there, it doesn't work. And even if it did work, it wouldn't work because it's facing the wrong way. Well, that's the thing of it. If every once in a while, if we'd get a storm or the wind it would actually turn it, and then they wouldn't get the thing. So then, oh, hey, you guys, you know, we're not getting the broadcast. Well, 
and we'd go up and somebody have to go up and literally and turn I, the you have yeah. to go up on top of the the tower yeah and turn the yeah and turn, turn the, the antenna. antenna so i mean you're talking <laughs> you know probably That's eight, awesome. 20 25 years ago at least now this is the fun part in the radio room upstairs in the balcony the old transmitter that's attached to the antenna is still there. <laughs> Sitting in there, yes. So WTKM, uh, it's yours. It, it's actually your piece of equipment that's in our balcony, and uh, it's not doing much. Yeah, you can come and get the antenna yeah. too. <laughs> right. So number one on your list is your dad and that kind of hard work and commitment. And, and number two on your list was your mom, Mabel, and and. Am I'm 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 hearing from you rightly. The kind of priority of spiritual formation of of, Christ, of instilling Christian character and God's word and hymns and all that stuff. Is it correct? Yes, that that was that was the main part or the main focus of it. So so my question about Mabel is this: Growing up with that mom who is absolutely dedicated to making sure that you are hearing the word of God and and memorizing your memoir for school. Um, did she do that with this like snow white genteelness or, or was it more of like the, the rod and staff? It would be the rod and staff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh folks, if you could see the smile that right in here, I knew her, I knew her as this sweet little old lady, but I, I love the fact that she would get on Gary. That just kind of cracks me up thinking about it. Right. Right. Yeah. And I was uh, on her final days or, that I was the one that was actually taking care of her and, and stuff like that. And, and even while pastor had had it in a sermon on her funeral that, uh, Daryl, our, our brother came in and he had holes in his pants because he came from work and you got to imagine mom laying there, but she still had enough gumption. She says, I cannot believe that you got, you're wearing those clothes with those pants, with those holes in it coming up here. <laughs> That's right. I'd forgotten about that. That she, so, that you guys had talked about that. It, it, it was from her and and Grandma Schuster. You know, was the I don't want to say a stern German, but I mean, she was. She was a stern German. That's yeah, okay. And she, she did that, and and uh, with Grandma Schuster too. I mean, we would actually go to the German sermons with her. Oh, at nine o'clock and like once a month or so, and then we didn't understand what they were saying, but. We sat right by her in the same pew with Grandma, so it, uh, Grandma and Ma kind of, you know, same thing. So what's number three on your list? Well, different things, different people that have influenced me um, over the years. And an, another thing that came to mind was our, our youth group, our ACT. Mm-hmm. And it was ACT was your active Christian teens. And, uh, we did a lot with that. And, uh, when you said, when you say we, you mean you and your friends? Yeah. Us and our friends and, and, uh, yeah, a lot of friends and students. And I mean, we had a good turnout always and had different events going on. And then of course we had our sporting basketball team that was and you need so you need to t- I, I i need you to talk about this a little bit because Indeed. because otherwise it just goes over and kind of floats into the ether and we had this little basketball team well except that 
it wasn't just a little basketball team, was it? No, no. It was. So tell us, tell us about so tell us about your coach, who your teammates were, why this was a big deal for you. It was well. We played uh, youth basketball um, in our junior and senior years for St. Paul's, and our coach was Denny's Astro, and that was another person on my molding list that I was going to talk about how he worked with us very astute on his biblical stuff and kept us all in line and uh, he coached for many years with us so but our team was made up of people that didn't play in the high school anymore um, last years and it was well myself if people that are around myself and Glenn Gartsky and uh, Brian Schmidt and the Dew Boys, Terry and uh, Daryl Dew and the Kemp Boys. And I try to think who else is all on there. And uh, we were. And so this is youth group basketball. So this is guys who either didn't make the high school team or chose not to. And, but you're playing, you're practicing, you're traveling around playing games against other, other teams. Yes. We, yeah, we practiced a couple times a week and then we played usually Sunday games. And then uh, we played probably for like five tournaments a year. And we were in the like 25 and one season <laughs> records for like two or three years in a row and uh, the team that, or the game that everybody talks about is we were in the state tournament and they put the two top, us and another top team together. In, in the lower bracket? Yeah, in the starting round. Oh. Why the world would they? Yeah, we, um. and we were up by seven. Well, Randy Crawl was on the team too. So, and uh, Randy just talked about it the other day because he's on my ushering team All right, now. so they put yeah. the number one and number two ranked teams. Basically against in, each other in the fir- in the first round. Yes, the first game. And this had to be hosted by some rival church or something. I mean, that's like uh, that's was this in this was in Wisconsin, not yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> Usually, we played up in Grafton. Oh, okay. And uh, we played there, and and Randy reminded me the other day with like six minutes to go, we were up by six or seven points, thinking that we were gonna. Once we got through that, we. Well, God had different plans for us, and uh, it we ended up losing that game by like two or three, and Ugh. so we were all kind of you know bummed out this and that. But then Denny, of course, the way he was speaking with us, you know, put the light on it and said, "Hey, we got a couple more to play here," and and we did. So co- what what did what did what did Denny, so what did Denny tell you guys? Do you remember? You said he put the light on it. Yeah, he. He would always say, you know, because I guess you, you've got to make or realize we were used to not losing. Right. Well, 25 and one. Yeah. So, and this is a double elimination tournament? Yeah. Okay. It, and so he would say, you know, well, lots of time he says, well, what's God's plan for us guys? You know, what's our plan? What's our plan? That was a lot of, of his talking with us. And, and I can remember after that that, he says, well, the plan is we got to go out, win the next couple of games and, and hang our head high. And so we did, and, and we ended up moving on and ending up getting third place. 
So you won the consolation championship. We won the consolation championship. So okay, um, it it worked out well, and and another player was Rhett Molder, and he made basically the all state team from our church. So and then uh, I got one one thing. One yep. person who did. I don't want to blow my horn, but out of the tournament, the coaches from the tournament. Um, I was voted the sportsmanship player. Oh, were you really of, am, the, of the tournament? I am not at all surprised by that. And I'll I'll bet <laughs> I'll bet Denny Zastro was just beaming at that. Oh yeah, he basically told me he says I put all my votes towards you, and another coach <laughs> came up and said that that he you know so we gave our votes and so I want to just rewind for a minute because. Uh, one of the one of the things that St. Paul's asks me to do here is teach, and particularly teach the the youth that gather uh, on Sunday nights. Um, Gary, there is such a difference in what ACT Active Christian Teens looked like in your day than what families are even remotely thinking a church youth group should look like today. Right, so. You guys played basketball together and not just like pickup games in the gym, but like with uniforms and referees and organized games with other teams from across the state that were also youth group teams. Is that, is that, that right? Yeah, that is correct. And, and, and so you were putting in, by best guess, five hours minimum a week. Oh, yeah. Into your time with the active Christian teens. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, on top of that, you guys would get together on Sunday nights and do what? We'd come down here and do different events and um, plan um, different readings and and just get together and sometimes just have the, the Bible study and stuff with, uh, with Dennis and Mrs. Dew would come down. And then uh, we had a vicar who we called Vic Nick. <laughs> Vic Nick. So he he was here and and just kind of you know planned things and you know, like like the kids these days we had planned car washes and stuff like that and and uh, so it and and one thing going back with Dennis is be, before every game we prayed yeah and after every game we prayed yeah and that was. And then you did your celebrating. Even after that big loss. Yep. Yeah, I can remember I that. Can see Denny's Astro, if you want to picture Denny's Astro, if you, if you know basketball, think John Wooden, a really slight man, but with an enormous faith. We're going to take a break right there, and we'll come back with part two. For show notes and other information about this or other episodes of Christ in All Things, visit ChristInAllThings.org. Comments may be emailed to comments at ChristInAllThings.org. To support Christ in All Things, click the donate page at either ChristInAllThings.org or SPLCO.org. In thanks for a one-time gift of $100 or more, you receive a pair of nerdy blue light blocking glasses with the Christ in All Things logo on them. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is so not true. Patrons who subscribe for a monthly gift of $20 or more will have early access to the show and receive some on-air clapping. 
as well as a pair of Wisconsin-made Christ in All Things hiking socks. Gifts of $1,000 or more will receive thunderous on-air clapping <laughs> and a word of thanks, plus a handmade leather Christ in All Things folio by the Murdy Creative Company. For a gift of $10,000 or more, we will go bleepin' bananas. <laughs> Do a happy dance and take the show on the road to your home or wherever it is you'd like to fly us to record with you. All post-production surplus supports youth ministry at St. Paul's. Thank you for your support. Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org, email us at info at splco.org, or call us at 262-567-5001. Intro, outro music, setting by Joseph Hurl, copyright 1998, Concordia Publishing House, used with permission.